0: If you're new with us, I'm Ben, good to meet you, glad that you're here. Today we're talking about family stuff and uh, specifically talking about joy today. So I'm glad that you're here and if you're watching online with us, glad you've joined us. Um, when's the last day that you had where everything seemed to be against you? Everything, nothing seemed to go right. I had one of these days this past week. I was already in the middle of a project and it had its own challenges and frustrations and things and I was, bu- I was tired, I was busy and I needed to get my camper that was in my driveway, I needed to get in, into my backyard, into its place before the winter. And so I, I was rushing and I didn't realize I was as close to a tree branch as I was when I was backing it up and I busted out one of the windows. It was the last thing I needed that day, I was so frustrated. I mean, I was so defeated, I, I, I like collapsed. I had to sit down and I tell you what, I, I was ready to be a grouch the rest of the day. You know what I'm talking about? You know when, it, when like, you know, your spouse tells the kids, like, hey, let's leave dad alone for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I had one of those days, and I, and I could have gone that way the rest of the day, uh, but I repented of my, of my attitude and maybe some words that popped up in my head. Um, and so I, I was so frustrated. I was, I was so mad. I myself, and uh, thankfully, I didn't take it out on my family. Um, I I repented uh, of my attitude, not just because I'm preaching about joy today, but I I do this often, you know, where I have to sit down and just say, you know, put things into perspective, you know. How can a piece of glass, a window, control the rest of my day? Not gonna happen, right? How can I let a piece of glass... uh, caused me to have an attitude where I take it out on other people now I can confess that there's been days where uh, I wasn't as pleasant to be around because uh, of a bad mood or anything like that so am I the only person or are you guys all with me on this Uh, we've all had these days okay good well, we are talking about joy. Joy is a fruit of the spirit and this is kind of where we're camping out um, over the next several weeks. So let's read again Galatians 5, through 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this is kind of how I've summed up what we're talking about today is happiness generally comes from things and joy, um, generally comes from relationships. Things can make you happy, but happiness is temporary. It's fleeting, um, which is why those same things that can make you happy can make you unhappy or just you kind of get bored with it over time and then you're on to something else. Relationships bring you joy, long-lasting joy, usually for the rest of your life. It, it can bring you joy, but um, It can also bring you great sadness, relationships can, because human love is flawed. It's sinful, and people can disappoint you and even hurt you at times. But God gives true joy because he's perfect. His love never fails. His joy always lifts us up. It always strengthens us. And joy is like a fruit because it is the, pro, uh, the product, the produce, the result of a growing healthy relationship. The fruit of any tree uh, uh, the, uh, shows the character of the tree, right? Uh, an apple tree does not produce oranges. I know that it is an apple tree because of the apples. It's pretty obvious. So you can see, you can look at any family and you can see their fruit. Most families have love. Most families have joy because of those relationships. Now, as we've already said, human love is imperfect um, because you have imperfect people on both sides of the relationship. So you're bound to have days where, you know, you have disappointments in each other and you have heartbreak and you have um, imperfection, right? But with God, we have one who is perfect on at least one side of the relationship. He is perfect. Um, We might disappoint him on our worst days, but he can never disappoint us. You'll never be able to look back on any moment in your relationship with God, past, present, or future, really. You can can never have a disappointment. You can never look back and say, well, there was that one day, God really let me down. No, he he doesn't let you down. Um, His love is perfect. You can have joy and you can have confidence in God because He is perfect. I'm always convinced that His love is perfect and that brings me such deep joy, confidence, and strength in my relationship with Him. I can always count on Him. What a joy to be a part of God's family tree where we get to experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. He's faithful to us. And really, we would not know any of these, we wouldn't truly know any of these if he did not reveal this part of his nature to us. 1 John four nineteen says, we love because he loved us first. Because he loved us first and because he had patience with us, because he was gentle with us perfectly in all of these fruits, because he did that to us first, We know what those are. We know what those should look like. These virtues, the fruit of the Spirit, summarizes the character of Christ. If Christ is living in me, then his character ought to be seen in me because the Holy Spirit lives in me. Joy is the evidence. It's one of the fruits of a relationship with God. And just like a tree, it grows as you water it. That's how all relationships are. If you give a relationship what it needs, it will grow. Think about that, Uh, your parents loved you before you loved them. I loved my kids before they were even born, before they could speak, before they could comprehend, before they could respond to my love, I loved them. My relationship with them started out with incredible strength before they were even born and I will never stop loving them. That bond is so strong. They can do nothing to earn my love. They can do nothing to lose it. And my relationship, our relationship with Jesus is the same way. He loved me first and I have responded to his love and the more time I spend with him, I grow in my relationship with him. The stronger our bond becomes. And that is why the scriptures say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Every day we have a choice to grow stronger. With God we can choose joy on good days and bad days. With our families we can choose to strengthen our relationships and bring the joy of the Lord and the power of his presence into our lives. That's the main point today. Choose joy to strengthen every relationship. Trees are strong, right? Trees can withstand amazing storms and high winds. Uh, They're very, very strong. I know this. I have a camper window to prove it. Um, You wanna make sure that you're really close to Jesus when the storms of life come because the weakest branches are the first to go in a storm. How many of you guys had some cleaning up to do? There was like several weeks ago we had a couple of storms roll through. Those are pretty devastating and I, I remember all, anytime there's a storm, I, I think about this. I have this huge tree in my backyard, a massive tree, and i 'm always like, "Oh boy, if that, if that comes down towards the house it 's over. I mean it's, the whole house is gone. This is a massive tree but every time there's a storm, it's like, it's like the one that has the least amount of branches that fall, like it's so strong. It's probably the strongest tree and the deepest roots in my entire yard. You can always tell the strongest trees after a storm because they're the ones still standing. <laughs> if you wanna be still standing, if you want that kind of strength and that, and that relationship with Jesus, you have to stay close to him. That's how you grow stronger. That's how your roots go deeper and your level of commitment continues to grow every day. Keep choosing him, choose joy. Joy and chaos, you can have strength in chaos. Choose joy in hard times. You can have strength in hard times. Joy is learning to enjoy life in spite of the problems. It's not the absence of suffering, it's the presence of God. James 1, two through four, count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I, I, watching that video, it's like, really, you're gonna make me get up there after that video? Like, I'm about to stinking cry, lack of sleep, and like, wow, what an, what an amazing story. But I tell you what, his faith is only growing stronger. Any trials that come his way, i mean you could tell just through his story like he's experienced the love of god and you can't break his joy you can't break like hardships beatings even death can't take that his his roots are deep now you know and and just the joy you could see on his face it was like he was alive for the first time complete not lacking anything that sounds like strength to me we're told to consider it joy when our relationship with god is tested why because it strengthens our relationship with him our roots dig down deeper and hold down even harder into the ground those of you who are married in the room think about a time where your relationship was on the rocks or at a very low point what brought you out of that pit how you know what gave you strength to look inward and to look at each other and choose to get through that hard time see when you know that you know that you know that you love each other then then you can choose joy you can you can get through the hard time because it's like no i know that you love me and i know that i love you and that relationship only grows stronger And you can get through hard times. Now, the only thing stronger than that is the power of Christ's love. If your marriage and your family is centered around him, you can get through anything. Our relationship with God is similar in that strength comes from the joy of knowing. Knowing who he is. Focusing on the good. Focusing on the fact that he loves me. I I can have confidence in that. And that's why I'm gonna share share with you just a few things, ways that you can choose joy. Even today, later on, you know, when your kids are giving you an opportunity, we'll say, giving you an opportunity to choose joy (laughs) because you know that's coming today or this week. Um, And so let's, let's choose joy. This is the first one. Choose joy from time in God's presence. God's loving kindness draws us in when you know who Jesus really is and how much he really loves you, all you wanna do is spend more time with him. So don't let anything get in the way of that. You gotta spend time with Jesus. You got to, t- time equals relationship. You, if you don't spend time with Jesus, you're not gonna have a very strong relationship. So you can rejoice every day that, and be glad that you get to be with somebody who truly wants to be with you. He loves you even though you're unlovable. Right? Um, Psalm 1611, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You gotta spend time in God's presence. Choose joy from focusing on God's grace. God's love brings true joy because even when we're unlovable and unworthy of such great love, he saved us by his grace grace that's the greatest love we'll ever know that he died for us we're joyful because we're right with God we're forgiven reconciled with God headed to heaven we have hope no situation is hopeless with God he is for us he is with us he'll never leave us or forsake us he's working all things together for our good by his grace, the Greek word for grace in the New Testament is charis or charis. And the Greek word for joy is kara. So it's from the same root word. So when you think of the grace of God, it should bring you lots of joy. Choose joy from obedience. Think about this, just hours before um, Jesus is gonna be tortured and crucified, and he knows this is gonna happen. He, he talks to his disciples. He knows that they're gonna be tested and he knows what's really gonna bring them true joy is, is obedience and sticking with it and staying close to him and staying close to the plan that he's already laid out. Stay obedient. And once again, he uses a tree analogy. John 15, five through 10, I am the vine, you are the branches. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Being connected to Jesus, following him, obeying him, that's the greatest treasure, that's the greatest joy that you will ever need. Don't ever forget that or become disconnected or disengaged. If you stop spending time with Jesus, if you stop following him, stop obeying him, you will stop bearing fruit. Eventually you will grow distant or grow apart. And apart from him, you, you can do nothing. We're told to remain in his love. Don't forget that or get pulled away by things that will bring you dishonor and disobedience. If God's love and grace is in you, it's going to produce godliness, which leads to joy. Choose joy from focusing on others. If we put Jesus first and others ahead of our own interests and desires, it brings joy. This is good for us, but ultimately it's good for them. It's good for the world, John 13, 34 through 35. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, people will know that you are my disciples if you ha- have love for one another. It, it's not just a good thing to do because, you know, karma or something like, I wanna make sure good comes back to me. That, that's, that's like the old commandment to love others as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is stronger than that. God wants... Everyone to come into a saving knowledge of him, which is why he gave us a new commandment to say, now I want you to love others the way I loved you because I showed you love. I showed you a deep love. Uh, the, the only kind of love, the only kind of relationship that, that will bring true joy in your life, I showed you that, I gave you that. that that's the only thing you can have true confidence in. And so I want you to love the world like that. Love your neighbor like that. So that's his ultimate plan. That's what we're supposed to do. And this is, this is the way. There's a little acronym, J-O-Y, joy, Jesus, others, you. <laughs> if you remember that, put that in your pocket, pull it out later, remember that. Uh, choose joy from filtering what fills our thoughts. Filter everything through Christ's love. He forgives you. So why are you gonna hold a grudge with someone else? Do you ever find yourself or your spouse or your kids kind of snapping one day just like, and you're like, whoa, where is that coming from? <laughs> Especially yourself, you're, you're kind of like, ooh, you're on edge and you're like, whoa, where is that coming from? Need to spend some time with Jesus, right? Need to, need to choose some joy today. Unfortunately, it's so easy to allow things into our lives that will steal the joy from our relationships. Instead of spending time with each other and giving, giving each other what we need to grow, we tend to fill up our time with other things, often choosing temporary happiness instead of long-lasting joy. So filter what you put in your mind, what you put in front of you, what you let yourself get distracted with, and the time that you spend on other things Things, social media, outlets, you know, gossip, music, video games, the news. Those things can weaken your relationship with God. If you desire to strengthen it, then focus on the things that bring joy. Spend your time on that. Philippians 4, 4 and 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. I I will say it again. Rejoice Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Our relationship with God is unique because we cannot see him. I was thinking about this the other day, but think about blind people. They can't see either, you know, but they have relationships with people. They know what love is. So we cannot see him, the way we spend time with him is getting, you know, getting into his word, you know, staying, staying close to his word, praying, meditating, spending time worshiping him. Peter, he commented on the joy he witnessed in some exiled believers that, that never saw Jesus either, but they loved him and devoted their lives to him. First Peter one, eight through nine. Though you have not seen him, You love him, though you do not see him now. You believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Wow, keep keep your eyes on the outcome. Keep your eyes and your focus on eternity. There's something better coming. Like the psalmist says, weeping comes Weeping lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. One day there's gonna be a glorious resurrection and we get to be with Jesus too. And we get to see him face to face. And all the confidence, all the joy that we have now in our relationship is just gonna be that much greater when we get to see him face to face. Psalm 40, 16, let me end with this. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you may those who love your salvation say continually great is the lord so i'm i'm gonna pray with i'm gonna ask you to pray with me and focus and be glad and rejoice with me that we have salvation sing with me say with me great is the lord continually let's let that be our anthem today I wanna invite you guys, if, if any of you guys do not know this joy, if, if any of you do not know this perfect love of Jesus, today's your day of salvation. I know it could be a little bit weird to say, hey, you can get baptized today because we're ready for you. That's a little, we're ready for you. We got water. I mean, that's a little weird, but this is what the Bible says to do. This is part of the experience of deciding to follow Jesus we we put you in water and bring you back out and it's not weird it's only weird if you make it weird Um, (laughs) but we've got robes we've got towels we've got everything back there ready for you today to make that decision to follow Jesus and so during the next song you can come up and 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 ask you know questions about that or just talk to somebody pray with somebody one of my friends is gonna come up here to the platform I want to pray for us and uh, and then we will We'll sing together, great is the Lord. Heavenly Father, let's pray for every heart and every mind in this room. I speak Jesus over all of our hearts and minds. Today, God, I'm praying if anybody um, is far from you, they're distant, they've grown apart, or they just just don't feel close to you, God, I'm praying that you strengthen their relationship today that you you remind them of your love and that that brings so much joy back into their relationship with you that they continue just to grow closer to you every day got to pray that if anybody in this room does not know you has never said yes to you Jesus and decided to follow you got to praying that today is their day of salvation and that they can join the rest of us in saying, I'm, I rejoice, I am so glad of my salvation. I'm looking forward to that day to see you face-to-face, God, but I'm gonna say continually, great is the Lord. And I'm praying that that, that joy goes with us today as we, as we leave here, as we experience opportunities today to choose joy. And to choose uh, to think about things that are eternal, things that are good, things that are lovely. Um, and uh, that that spills over into all the rest of our relationships, our families. God, would will be strengthened because of your love, because you showed us true joy. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you guys stand with us?